granted, man. This ain't easy. We worked our ass off for this. Yep. And this is one heck of a team, baby. Yeah. Playing with this guy, practicing with this guy, he's a guy that can do it. And as a as a player, that you just wanna you just wanna play for him. You're listening to the Built in Buffalo podcast, exclusively on the Built in Buffalo podcast network. Here are your hosts, Adam Z and Dave Myers. Hello, Bills Mafia, and welcome to the third ever episode of the Built in Buffalo podcast. We got a really exciting episode for you today covering all things Bills related. But first, I just wanted to give a shout out to all the moms out there. Yesterday was Mother's Day, and and it's important that we just take a second to appreciate all the hardworking mothers have done for us over the years. Mom, I love you. Um, but we're we're switching it up a little bit today, Bills Mafia. Uh, I have a really, really special guest and someone who is crushing it in the podcast game. I'm here today with the host of the Breaking Tables podcast, Brian. Brian, how are we doing today? What's going on, Adam? Appreciate you having me on, brother. Love it, love it. So today, uh, just to give you guys a little heads up, we're going to be talking a little bit of undrafted rookies. I know, shocking. The Bills' current cap situation the upcoming schedule, and some projections in the AFC East. To kick it off, undrafted rookies, they don't get a lot of love, but the Bills have had a few in recent years who were able to make an immediate or near immediate impact. Brian, want to just go through the memory log and point out maybe one or two of your favorite undrafted rookies from, say, the past five seasons? That's easy. Uh, first thing that comes to mind, and everybody who knows me who watches my show, I am a huge, huge, huge. Does Christian Wade count in this category? I'm a huge Christian Wade fan. I think he's undrafted, even though he was for the international program. Right? He's still undrafted, right? I don't know how that works. Curveball. I love it, Brian. Yeah, Christian Wade, man, all the way. I, I even I, I sound just like him when I do my Christian Wade impersonation, bro. Anyone else ring a bell aside from uh, what was considered to be the RB1 in the offseason from the Bills Mafia? Uh, RB1? Undrafted RB1? Uh, Besides Christian Wade? Yeah, Christian Wade. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else ring a bell? Uh, maybe like wide okay. receivers. I, that's, that's like, I only think of as well, maybe like a wide receiver, Duke Johnson, Duke, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I always think a little bit of Trey Adams, too, with the uh, what would you change about yourself? That always got me going. Yeah, okay. To each his own. And, and just taking a look over the years, it it is a long shot to make a roster after being picked up as an undrafted rookie. In all honesty, it, it's difficult to sustain success in the NFL at any round in the draft, right? Taking a look at some fan favorites who didn't pan out. Like I said, we got Trey Adams with the infamous line who was asked what he would change about himself. The same year, uh, another running back, Antonio Williams. Everyone remembers that Miami game where he dominated and everyone was clamoring him for him to be in contention the next season. We we got us as Bills fan got a little bit of experience with the Tyree Jackson experiment before he switched to tight end. Yeah. I, however, I, I I love that Christian Wade. That was a really sleeper pick. However, with me. I got to go with a guy that's not even on the team anymore. And that's my boy, Levi Wallace. Say what you will about his ability to be CB2. I just really enjoyed his story and drive that he had throughout his entire career so far. This was a dude that was a walk-on at Alabama and eventually got a starting position in the NFL. Then fast forward, he wasn't drafted, got picked up by the Bills, 
had to fight for a starting position in which he got on a Super Bowl contending team. I, I mean, I wish Levi Wallace all the success in the world with the Steelers. Being undrafted, Wallace ended up with 51 games played, 198 total tackles, and six interceptions. Not bad on the number one defense in the NFL with being told he would never make it. Adam, you, what you got about Levi Wallace, Brian? I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I mean, right now, that name is a little touchy. Uh, I look at it as uh, we, we've, we've all dated before. We've all been, you know, uh, broken up with somebody. And there's that period of time, that, that, that phase where it, it hurts a little bit. Uh, and I think as a Bills fan, he did contribute a lot to the Bills and the organization. Uh, he's going to be missed. Uh, that's why the focal point of the draft was to get his replacement. Uh, and he's going to be missed. So right now I'm kind of like, oh, man, Levi, Levi, all right, whatever. Uh, maybe a month from now I'll be like, man, I, mean, I still wish to know him about the best, Adam. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I just, just right. right now, just kind of like, oh, he should have just stayed with the team. Come on, take take a cut. Could do it. Play for free. Play for or orbit yeah. gum or something. You know what? I could see that on this team as well. And now, do you? I haven't really asked you about this, but how did you feel about the Bills pick up with Kyir Elam? And it kind of seemed like that was the way that Bean and McDermott were kind of going was with that CB two or CB one um, with Trey White being out. Do you think Kyir Elam is a massive, massive, massive upgrade? Are you super excited to see him on the field? Big Florida Gators fan. What What were your thoughts on that pickup? Well, not a Gators fan. I'm University of Miami. It's all about the U, baby. Okay. Uh, but, okay. Uh, you know, in, in terms of when, when you cross that threshold of college into the NFL, uh, it's either you're a Buffalo Bill or you're not. And uh, you are. And that's congratulations. Uh, he, he definitely seemed like he, he is the fit. Uh, he, he brings a culture that we already have, that we already established. He fits. He's a great piece of that culture. That's a, that winning mentality. Uh, I mean, this guy wanted, uh, he didn't even talk to uh, Terry Pagula. He was just like, just give me the playbook. Hey, I'm Terry Pagula. Like, give me the playbook. Stop, stop talking. Give me the playbook. So that, that's, I'm, I was happy. I'm, I'm really glad that we got him. Uh, to be fair, I kind of want the playbook as well. I mean, that would be kind of nice to be able to look at to see the X's and O's. And and I think another big thing I was I was watching some pre-draft footage. And the one thing that I like once I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is their guy. When when Elam pulled out his his playbook or his notebook that outlines all of the plays that that his team or him got burnt on and what they could do better. And you can just see McDermott's and Bean's eyes just lock into the notebook and kind of forget what he's saying. That's just like your point. Character, culture guy. That's a huge huge bills pickup and i'm i'm excited to see him on the field yeah i can't wait man can't wait for football period come on preseason oh i know i can't wait but but now that the draft has settled the dust has cleared from reading some tweets from people like sal capaccio and other um cap salary experts the bills have around five million left in cap space give or take what other moves do you think Bean will make, if any? Uh, just give me a potential free agent you think will or could come to the Bills. One name that has been making the rounds in recent weeks and months is James Bradbury. Is is that an option you see Bean kicking the tires on? I I, I see them just continuing uh, to strengthen uh, certain pieces. And that was one of our weakest positions uh, was cornerback position. Uh, getting a guy like Bradbury on, uh, I think we all we all wanted to give up a draft pick for him. A month ago, uh, we mentioned yes. Bradbury. Whenever you want to talk about that that conversation with the ties with Sheen, uh, Sheen uh, and and Dable, 
Everyone was like, oh, well, we'll probably get a fourth for him or something. You know, just something. Everybody had that in the mind. Now here we are after the draft, and they just were like, all right, we can't get rid of We can't trade him for anything. We got to cut him. Uh, and I, I do I do see Brandon Bean swooping in immediately, even though I don't know how much we have right now. I think it's like five, six, seven million or something. Uh, but you know how Bean is. There's always money on that tree. And uh, that would be a great pickup. That's that's all that does is helps uh, uh, Kyrie Elam's growth and uh, you know just simple as that. that you got you got a mentor. You got a a, a a guy who played in the NFL. That's all that does is do nothing but good things for the Buffalo defense. I'm all about it. For skills position wise, is there any player on offense or another defensive player that's a free agent currently that you'd like to see selfishly join the team, or or, or is it kind of uh, the market's kind of dried up for you? I think it's dried up, brother. I mean, we we fulfilled everything that we needed into the draft. Uh, we we've got a stacked team. We've got a st- absolute monstrosity of a team. Number one defense got better. Von Miller. Who else do we need out there? Uh, right now, it's just keeping guys healthy. Uh, I I don't really. I mean, get, I can't even think of somebody that would that we would need that just comes out and just hits me in the face. How about you, man? I don't know either. And I don't, I don't know about Bradbury. I mean, I was, I was a firm believer in picking up a veteran CB, especially with how light that room seemed to be. But Bradbury might be a little too pricey for our team, especially considering like we talked about Elon, we took a top 32 draft pick on a CB. That's going to be ready to go day one. However, Bean has proven in the past that he will kick the tires on just about anyone he thinks is helpful to this team. And he does it relatively quietly. The one thing that stuns me about this Bills is just how under wraps everything is within this organization. Take, take for instance, Von Miller. You brought him up. It's a perfect example. No one saw that coming. There weren't rumors. It was almost a foregone conclusion. He was going to Denver and boom, randomly driving down the highway back from work. And I get an alert. Von Miller to the Bills. Bean just swoops in. I, I truly don't think Bean is done this offseason, but I don't think Bradbury is the guy. Now... As you said, Bradbury, we were talking a little bit before the draft about maybe trading a pick. I wouldn't be stunned if we see some rumors floating around or if Bean has kicked the tires at another option for wide receiver. Maybe Julio Jones. Now, while that name really interests me, recency bias, I can see how Bill's Mafia might be very, very, very against that pickup. And my brain is mostly focused on the work he did years ago with the Falcons. I'm just in the camp get Josh Allen whatever weapons wherever possible to help this team succeed. My pecking order would probably be Julio. And then my biggest swing would probably be to continue to bolster that D line and pick up a dude like Jadavion Clowney. Now Clowney enjoyed a nice bounce back season with the Browns in 2021. He had nine sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 32 quarterbacks pressures. And it was by far his best season since 2018. With Von Miller on the team, getting some more help on the D-line. I just I don't think that either of those options, any three of those, Bradbury, Jones, or Clowney, would be essentially a bad pickup. But I, I don't know. Like, like you said, there isn't anyone in the market currently that just blows me away, and it's a guy that we need to get. And maybe to your point, it's the fact that the Bills are so good. They have a Super Bowl favorite roster currently, right now, today. So it's it's difficult to get too excited and be pushing the table too far for any of these free agents. Some, one of the guys that got drafted this year, I'm sorry they're not going to start. Uh, it's, we just have no room. We have no room. We are so deep. Yeah. 
uh, in speed of DL, is it like Akeem Hicks? I'd take Hicks over Clowney. I think he's still available too. Oh yeah, he might be. But but like I said, D line help. I mean, past two years, uh, Bean has just been opening up for D line and O line. I I just I don't know. Bradbury is intriguing because CB help. You'll take all that you can get. D line rotation's great. Offensive weapons get the mafia pumped up. But it'll be interesting to kind of see. So so okay, you got Hicks there. You have Bradbury there. If you are the GM, which one are you taking? Salary caps a myth. Everyone knows it. Bradbury. I, I yeah. think we're, we're, we're good on that line. I mean, we just picked up Settle and uh, Daquan Jones. Uh, and we got, we got Jordan Phillips back for uh, AJ Epinesa to see what he can do year three. Gregory Rousseau. I mean, it, it's a, a year two playing a full, he has a full year under his belt. We, we are good there. I think we're so good. And I love that that the Bills also added like Shaq Lawson, which like the Bills Mafia is super excited about. Shaq but Lawson. there's so much depth on that D line right now. <laughs> I mean, the the guys that are in the the third backups could could potentially start uh, on a football team. Boogie this brings Bashing. me back to the glory days of Mario Williams, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so. Moving on, part of the schedule dropped for the Bills, revealing that they would be playing Monday Night Football in Buffalo Week 2 against the Titans. With last year's heartache from Josh Allen clearly falling and not converting the fourth down late in the game, and also some very bad missed holding calls by the ref, what are your predictions or projections for this game? What worries you the most? The Titans have lost a key receiver, but gained Woods and Burks. And of course, they still have the the monster human being, Derrick Henry. How do you see this game panning out? What are the big items you're looking for, Brian? Uh, I see Malik Williams, uh, or excuse me, Malik Willis starting game two because Tannehill won't mentor him and he did really good week, week one sorry Tanny. uh and then we destroy the titans 45 to zero um they're coming to buffalo we are done we are sick and tired of losing to these guys year after year last year was like you said a slip that's the only way he could lose a game either a slip or a coin toss according to cal brat uh but I, they're, they're gonna they're going to get destroyed the, our defense now is better built for stopping runs. Your that's thoughts. the one thing you have to stop with the Titans is Derrick Henry. And and that's a much easier task said than done. Derrick Henry is a monster. But I, I agree, too. I, I think in this game, it's a dominant Bills win. I think the Bills are going to be a wagon next year. I think this offense Oof. opens up entirely with Ken Dorsey at the helm. Oh, um, it's going to be great. I, I I do think that we're going to have a few weeks of growing pains, getting everything up to speed. But Josh Allen and this team knows how to ball out in prime time, right? And I, I don't think this is going to be any different. I say Josh throws for 350 and four-plus touchdowns. I think Derrick Henry is going to continue to be a menace on the field. But I can really see Tannehill and the Titans taking a step back this year. Mostly, I, I just really don't want to see another Derrick Henry run that ruins the life of one of our aging CBs like it did to Josh Norman. I mean, I know my goodness. That was one of the filthiest stiff arms I've ever seen in my life. But, but like your point, Brian bills by a billion baby, or in this case, 10 points. I still love that. I, mean, look, I love those memes or those, uh, those gifs of him just flying out of space. <laughs> like he's oh. still flying from that hit. 
I will say it is much more enjoyable to see a meme of him getting stiff armed, knowing how like we've been projecting forward than it is to like rewatch highlights of Nathan Peterman's four interception first half. I know. Oh, that was, I, I can't, I can't, I, I'd rather watch 13 seconds over next year. No, no, I'd rather watch Nathan Peterman throw interceptions than, than the 13 second game from last season. Speaking on that, Brian, I can't lie. I have yet to be able to watch highlights from the Kansas City game. Are you in the same boat? I, I, I skipped right by it. I have not watched it at all. Not once. Uh, I haven't read about it. I, I completely blocked it out of my life. And I feel good for doing that. How about you, Adam? You feel Just good thinks that we have to wait so long. And, and the whole thing is going to be all season. Any loss or any victory or any time Bill's Mafia gets pumped up because we are elite on Twitter. There's always those people who are going to say either four straight Super Bowls or 13 seconds. And, and honestly, the only way that we can write that wrong is by making it through the playoffs, getting to the Super Bowl and winning. I think even when we do win a Super Bowl, I think we'll still be hearing 13 seconds and four Super Bowls. I know. Or, or we can just go completely undefeated and shut everybody up. Just 20 and 0, right? And we shut out whoever, whoever plays us in the, in the, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's potentially it could happen. I mean, the greatest show on turf, uh, uh, 3.0, because it's 2022. We're going to have a, a better, more impactful offense that nobody's going to stop. What we saw the, the first two games of the playoffs last year is what we're going to see every single game next year. This year, sorry, Adam. What are your thoughts about that one, brother? I'm getting goosebumps. I love it. I love it. And to the recency bias again, right? The last time that we saw Josh Allen in this offense on the field, quite literally, it was record-breaking. Josh Allen did something in the postseason that no other quarterback has ever done again. And that was the last thing that we have. At no point can anyone say after looking at the 13 seconds or anything that happened last year to end our season that it was Josh Allen's fault. And every time we have this heartbreaking loss, we come back better, we come back stronger. And with the addition of Von Miller and Kansas City losing Tyreek Hill, I don't know. I think that we are much better than 30 seconds. But Speaking on Kansas City and the Bills and projections, and we're going to win everything. Projections for the AFC East and why? So the Jets, I, I know that we're talking about rivals, but Brian, they loaded up in the draft. And, and the Dolphins, they won the Tyreek Hill sweepstakes, and they picked up a pair of running backs and most, and most recently, as of a few hours ago, Sony Michelle. And then we're just going to talk about Bill Belichick's relative incompetence on draft night. But... In your opinion, which team in our division closed the gap and why? Do you think that the Bills next season handily win the division? 100%. Uh, I, I'm already looking at Listen, there's a, there's a fine line between being biased as a diehard fan and knowing what we have on paper. And we haven't said that in a long time. Maybe your parents said that. I mean, I'm 37. As a kid, I might have said that possibly in the 90s. You know? Uh, it, it's... Oh, man, I, I don't see a team made the step forward. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Dolphins. And here is why. OK, um, number one, the Jets, they're, they're still two or three years away from catching up. I'm sorry. They, they loaded up this season. Well, the Browns have been loading up the past 10 years. Look what they're at. Ooh. So sorry, Jets. Um, Patriots, I can name two people on maybe three people starters on their team. One is McCorkle, okay? I don't even know his real name. McCorkle Noodle Arm. That's what I call him. And uh, who's uh, their first their first round pick uh, that should have gone in the third? Cole Strange. <laughs> That's it. Maybe is Aguilar still 
playing there. I don't know who plays there, Adam. Like, so that's why I go. I take this to the Dolphins. Yeah, you picked up Tyreek, but he is the next uh, oh, 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 Odell Beckham or uh, whatever uh, OBJ 3.0 because uh, he, he just too flashy and coming down to Miami, it's not going to be good for him or the team. I think he, I think it just ruins it. And Tua is, is he, he's got to take the step forward this this year. I just I don't see him doing doing that at all. Okay, projections though. What do you think? Uh, so you, you uh, it sounds like you got um, the Bills one, Miami two, Patriots three, Jets four. Do you think that it's at all close, or do you think we have four or five game lead? Uh, I don't. I I no, it's not going to be close. I, I do think it's going to be that four or five game lead. Um, I mean, minimum if if we go sixteen and zero in the regular season, and they're they're going to be like when we go sixteen and zero. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I really see the the Patriot the Patriots taking a step down, and uh, the Dolphins taking a step up, getting that nine nine and you know uh, nine and eight record or whatever it is. Um, kind of been drinking all day. Sorry about that. Not good at math at this point, Adam. Uh, but everybody else is. I barely will break five hundred. Jets definitely won't. I, I don't see them winning five games this year. Okay. Well, well, I think what's what's really nice, and you pointed out earlier, is like kind of the the new generation of of Bills fans. It's it's nice because when Tyrod broke the drought, or when that Tyrod led team broke the drought, we kind of backed our way into the playoffs. But these past few seasons, we've just been really dominating. I I, I mean, I remember a few years ago when it, it might have been last year when Miami was in a must win game to make the playoffs, and Josh Allen came out in the first half and wound up coming in the two minute offense and throwing a touchdown to John Brown, and Barkley came in and threw a a dime to Gabe Davis, and we just annihilated them. I I think that you're absolutely right that. The Bills are the team to beat right now, not only in the AFC East, but the AFC as a whole. And the other teams in the AFC East have to prove that they are up to the task. I do agree that I think the Dolphins are the closest, but it's really going to ride on Tua's shoulders. The Dolphins were smart to load up on talent and go all out and get some key players for their team to make a push. And I think if Tua can't do it with this offense, he's not the guy, man. Quite frankly, it's going to take a lot for me to think that Tua is the guy. No offense to Dolphins fans. I love you all. I love how much you love football. But they've been really high and mighty since the Tyreek trade, and this is Tua's season. The Dolphins will be in playoff purgatory if this dude doesn't pan out, and I absolutely think that the Bills are the team to beat. I agree with you, too. The Jets just have a few years of growing pains with Zach Wilson, who I also don't think is the dude, but but we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out. And... I just really still and I think forever will dislike the Patriots and just the thought after <laughs> what seemed like 500 years of dominance. I just want to see them in fourth in the AFC East once in my life, because I, I just think that that would bring me just a unhealthy amount of joy. I'm, I'm about it. <laughs> I think that would seriously make my Christmas. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you ruined our lives for two decades. You deserve it. And we deserve, I this. mean, Tom Brady at one point had more touchdowns in our stadium than any of our starting quarterbacks. That's not good. I don't think it's supposed to happen that way. Uh, no, I mean, and I don't want to end the show on Tom Brady. So I'm just going to shout out Josh Allen for being the best quarterback in the NFL. But Brian, man, that's, that's it for us today. Um, shout out to everyone. We're going to be doing another podcast later this week when the schedule drops to give some, some thoughts and analysis, Brian, like I said, 
Thank you so much for hopping on today and talking a little bit bills and trashing the Jets, the Dolphins and the Patriots. Was there anyone you wanted to shout out or, or let the people know where they can find you? Awesome. No, thank you very much, Adam. I uh, just wanted to add that uh, we're not going to end the show on uh, Tom Brady because we're gonna, we, we're living in the era of the Josh Allen, St. Josh. We're living in that era as we speak right now. Just think about that one there, buddy. Uh, guys, Breaking Tables uh, every Mondays and Thursdays at 730 Eastern. Uh, we like to have a good time, uh, non-X's and O's, uh, and uh, only on the Bill and Buffalo Network. So we will constantly bring out amazing content for your guys' ears. So uh, keep keep tuning in. Appreciate it. Adam, thank you again, brother. Yep, yep. And Bill's Mafia, do your best to be your best. I am, I'm just forever blessed to have the opportunity to sit and talk Bills with my family, Bill's Mafia. Uh, God bless and go Bills. Go Bills.